with the Country Racing Show. We've got all the racing news and people from around Victoria, racing's greatest state. Welcome along to Coleraine, Bendigo, Ballarat, Warrnambool, Bet365, Geelong. And good morning, everybody, from Swan Hill. Welcome to the South Turf Club. Already. Ah! Off they go. For Country Racing Victoria, this is the Country Racing Show. Where we belong. It's time for the Country Racing Show, which I reckon, Matty Stewart, would be your favourite time of the week. It is, actually. Nikita, big tick. Country Racing, big tick. So it's got all all my elements in it. She was actually boogieing (laughs) along to our opener. She didn't think I was seeing her out the corner of my eyes. She was Robbie Williamsing, boogieing. And then before that, she she tried to put the headphones on and said, I always struggle with these because someone with a really big head must wear them before me. And then she looked at me and went, oh. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know. I genuinely did not know that. You, you know what? Jockey you speak, Shane Trotter had nicknamed me. We were driving to the country races one day, which is good for this segment. Yep. We're in the Wimmera. This is a true story. Going to some country track. Mm. He goes, hey, hey, Matty, see that water tank over there in that farm? Mm. This is true story. I said, yes, Bluey, what about it? He goes, uh, I'm going to nickname you Water Tank Head from now on. <laughs> and it stuck. And then I got over it through um, psych- psychiatrists and other therapy. And then Nikita raised it from the dead just moments ago. That's probably payback for the amount of nicknames you have labelled of other people. And they probably aren't aware of the nicknames that they've got. <laughs> and we might leave that there, Matthew. Nikita, good morning to you. Hi, Matt. <laughs> it's great to have you in the studio. Good uh, to can be you here. Just, just control him a little bit this uh, morning? Look, I, I, you've probably tried, and I don't think I'm going to because there's just no controlling him. But do, I do yeah. give the shirt a tick. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> Dressed very well today. Yeah, exactly What's the right. pattern on it, Matt? I have no idea. You'll have to ask the bloke down in the down in the uh, the market. And Nikita's going to join in our little thing we've been running this week of uh, dinner party guests. Yep. It went off its head. It started with a Channel Seven Twitter handle, and then we latched on board. And the amount of interesting ones. Some are a little bit controversial about pairing certain people together. But uh, mine was Rachel Blackmore, Grand National winning jockey. Uh, Ivan Culliver, an old mate who's very entertaining, mm-hmm. and. There was a third one. Mikey, who was my third one? You're asking the wrong person. Yeah. I, really I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. It must be, I'll think they of must it. have been interesting. I'll, I'll, I'll think of this interesting person. Right, Nikita, before we get into the show, bounce the ball. Who's your Who's your crew? We're going to ask Freddie Kersley when he comes on as well. Um, you've put me under the spot here. Off the top of my head, I, I had Jimmy Cassidy because I listened to a podcast and um, he had some fantastic stories. So just to sit there and listen to his stories I think would be great. And then a couple of stars, just out-and-out stars, um, J-Mac and Jamie Carr. I'd love to pick their brains a little bit too. So um, they would probably be my three off I the top of my head. I think it's a good crew. Yeah, I It's a very elite that. crew. Yep. It's a very top end of town crew. That's all right. No, that's they good. They can talk about a lot of things that most of us can't talk about, I reckon. No, exactly. Recap yours. Uh, I don't think I'll go. I said Ricky Ponting would definitely be there. And after yesterday, well, I could probably just have him around solo these days, I reckon now. Yeah, you've really yeah. You've Me, really you clicked. and Ricky, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hang on, I well, thought the brief was jockeys. No, we, we extended that. Then we, then oh, we got bored with that, that and we got it. Then we got it. Then we went with anyone. I'll, I'll think of my final two. I had Alicia two, Keys in my anyone one. Alicia Keys. Yeah. And then who was the other one you said out the back? Annabelle Crab. Yeah, okay. It's unusual. Um, anyway, zero four one six ninety fifty fifty two. Let us know who you'd like to have around for dinner. We might make it a bit. Could we get a country, all, they, an all star country crew today? Or what if they had Matt, Matt and Nikita? Or what if we offered yeah, ourselves sure. as dinner companions? <laughs> should have. I don't uh, think the lines would run hot. We should have auctioned that off at um, at Dino's farewell the other day. We could have got thousands of dollars yeah. for the three of us. No, exactly right. <laughs> or not. Yeah, uh, I wonder if Kane Harris would have put his hand up for that. Uh, Kane joins us now. He's got runners at Wangaratta on. 
Saturday and also a couple going to Colac on uh, on Sunday. Good morning to you, Kane. Thanks for your time. Morning, guys. Were you tuning into our conversation then about the the three three you'd like to have over for dinner if you could? The dream team. Oh, yeah. To take a little bit of thinking to, to sort that one out, but I'd have a long list. We might have to have a bigger table. Well, that's good that you, because uh, Freddie's, I ran, ran it by Freddie Kersley and I said, just, we want you three people you'd love to have dinner with. He goes, I'd come up with a better list of people I wouldn't want to have dinner with. So. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't how's the I... team going, Kane? Yeah, look, the team's poking along, at, poking along quite good at the moment. Um, we've got probably 15 or 16 two-year-olds that are just making their way through the trials at the moment and an abundance of amount of pre-trainers. So we're rocking along nice and quietly. Kane, um, we'll touch on the the runner that you take to Wangaratta shortly, but one horse that I want to ask you about because I happen to know a few of the boys in the ownership and um, Dawn County finally broke through for a win last time out after promising for probably a a fair while. Um, How has he come through that run and do you think he's the type of horse that can can take that next step? Oh, look, look, he's taken taken a little bit of work to um, sort sort through a number of his issues. Um, You know, he's... He's a light little New Zealand horse that was just probably struggling in the environment that he was in with um, muscle density problems and things like that. And probably the probably the farm environment suited him right down to the ground and uh, just taking a little bit quieter approach and having access to the water walk has really helped him. Um, look, I I think I think placement's probably key, um, especially for the guys that are involved in him. Um, all they want to do is win, win a race with him, so. You know, whilst the horse is working out his confidence, confidence um, putting him in the probably the weaker environment is probably the best place for him to be, and hopefully he can grow from there. And what about California Longbow at uh, Wangaratta on Saturday, Kane? What are your thoughts there from Barrier Six? Um, look, re- realistically, I think he's, I think his um, last run was was a darn sight better than what it, what it probably appears on paper. Um, I think he just. Sent at the sword last start, four deep trying to lead him up, and seven-year-old um, in town. I think the ride was pretty rough. Um, probably should have really, really, nearly gone close to winning the Hanging Rock Cup. Ride probably got him beat once again. Um, I think you'll see him winning another race this time in. Uh, he's, he just probably needs a nice ride in transit, and I think you'll find he'll be winning a race shortly. Can you mention you've got a few young ones there? Is that sort of what you're focusing on more so than than the tried horses? You're looking at the up and coming horses, and if you got any there that we should potentially keep an eye on? Oh, look, um, look, I've, I've always done a large large number of young horses, more so for the, for the, for the Asian market. Um, look, in the last five or six years, I think we've sold about seven international group group one horses um, to the owner database that, that I really, really have had in the past has probably been the um, the older horses that have got to be put back together. Um, I, I, I do enjoy enjoy working those sort of horses out and, um, you know, the, the, the fruition of racing is, is obviously in that two-year-old and three-year-old racing, but um, being a trainer of my size, you you, you, you sort of got to play with what, what, what you get given. Um, but... You know, last year we we decided not to be sort of selling as many over to Asia as what we have, and we, we bought those fifteen or sixteen two-year-olds, and they're, they're just going through the process at the moment. You know, uh, I think seven or eight trials yesterday, and there's, there's some promising little horses there. It's, a, it's like that old saying of the money or the box. You know, yes. that that idea of 
obviously, <clears throat> income is very important, Kane, isn't it? And, uh, you know, lifestyle and, and, and supporting your own business. And that was very lucrative with you and other trainers to sell a lot to Hong Kong. But it must have been, there must have been part of you also that, you know, the, the reason that why a lot of trainers get up at 3 a.m. is that the next one might be the next seriously good horse. But you sort of, you, you had to play one against one thing against the other a bit with the Asian market, didn't you? The desire to have a really nice horse versus putting some money in the bank. Yeah, well, look, probably, probably on the, the the front of front of Australian racing is you know keeping keeping some of those nicer horses like Western Express, um, you know, who was a multiple Group One winner in in Hong Kong. You know, like horses like him that I gave one one run to and um, he demolished them at Pakenham. Um, you know, probably enhances my my training career. Um, how, however, um, without sort of selling those horses, you know, I. Uh, Carly and I and myself probably have the second second biggest property on the Mornington Peninsula, as in um, private horse training wise. Um, but that sort of doesn't come without without selling your soul, I suppose. So sometimes you you sort of got to sell those horses to get to where you want to, so you can ultimately, hopefully, the end game is is that you can offer your clientele something that a smaller trainer shouldn't have. Um, but does have, and hopefully that that works works out good for us in the long run. So we we walked into racing with with a plan of of, of longevity, and um, hopefully the longevity system works. Uh, well, Kane, the team's going well, and uh, we wish you all the best this weekend with your three runners, and hopefully one of those sixteen that you've got in work, the two year olds, could be the next superstar, and hopefully we get to see it on our shores for a while to come. Uh, good luck over the weekend. No worries. Take care, guys. Kane Harris joining us. It's an interesting point, isn't it? Fascinating. Yeah. I remember Matt Laurie had that really nice horse that Half's brother, something of, was it Duke of Hastings or a name like that by Toronado, that was going to put Matt Laurie on the map and then bang, sold to Hong Kong. Yep. Uh, so, so some trainers are different, Nikita, than others. Some are very f- focused on the bottom line, but others be heartbreaking to drive the float out to Tullamarine, wouldn't it, with a superstar on it? Yep. Yep. I saw a, oh, there was one a couple of days ago in the country. And I can't think of the name and the trainer, but the trainer was actually it was in, no what it was. It was in Sydney on the weekend on Saturday in the uh, the country um, where the highway race or whatever it's called. Um, and the trainer was so emotional after the win, it won by a couple of lengths. But he knew that it's it's gone. It's going off to Asia. It would be really difficult for those trainers to see their hard work go overseas and then see the fruits of it on TV. But then you've got the the one that uh, Mick Kent trained. Uh, that they, yes, uh, they, it they, hasn't won a race since. They kept and they got offered three million from Hong Kong, and it never won another race. So mm. I would always can I? Can I? I would yeah. always sell. You'd always sell. Always sell. isn't the dream to to own and race a horse here yeah, and see but it when there's a group always one, a rusty though? nail with your horse's hoof. Written yeah, on that's it, so. yeah. It's <laughs> I've never had one good enough to um to face this problem, but um. That's the thing. You, I probably get attached to them a little bit as well. So if but if you get offered a, a huge amount of money, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow around the corner. So you can see why people do sell um, when it's lucrative money like that. But at the same time, gee, it, it would be hard when you wait your whole life to have mm. a horse that is you know shows so much potential and then have um, have the problem of having to sell it. I remember there was one trainer like a, the, the emotional attachment you can have with horses. His line was, "If you want a pet, get a dog." The Country Racing Victoria, this is the Country Racing Show. 
Yeah, it's the Country Racing Show. You're with Matt Nevitt, Nikita Ross and Matt Stewart on this Thursday morning. Mitchie Beer's going to join us shortly. Uh, we'll do yay or nay with Steve-O. And then, of course, Dan Malecki joins us for Green Light On as we preview a huge weekend in the trots, which includes the Miracle Mile. But it's time to catch up with Freddie Kersley, who will join us in just a moment. Although we might have missed the boat with Freddie because the first is at ah. 1 o'clock and it's five minutes away from 12. That we that might have been our fault, I think. We might have I lingered. Was, he might have put the phone away. Nikita was looking at the clock going, you two blokes are talking a lot of garbage we'll and give we're going to get to Fred Kersley. Yeah, I think we're in trouble here. Uh, <laughs> he's, he'll probably ride a treble there today as well now and he hasn't given us the latest. Come on, give us a barreling, Nikita. It's all no, our no, fault. We no, went too no. long. Oh, we might be half a chance. Anyway, Mick Comerford's working. Oh, no, the forget phone, that, Nikita. So. He's on the line. <laughs> he's there. He's there. Freddie's joined. He joins us now. Hello, Freddie. Hey guys, how are we? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How long till you got to hand the phone in? Uh, I think I'm about fifteen minutes away. So look, we got we got enough time. Oh, beautiful, hey, mate. Just on the handing in of the phone, it came up a bit with. I think Tommy Berry. Is it a strict protocol? Is there someone there going, "Hey, mate, give us your phone," or is it sort of up to you to leave it in your car? How does it work? Say, say at the races today, what will happen with you and your phone? Oh, look, it's all um, sort of depending on everybody's different. I personally, I like to leave my phone in my car. Um, you find people, a lot of the apprentices and whatnot, hand their phones in. Um, but yeah, the stewards—the stewards don't really ask you your phone. Um, I think the onus is on you to, you know, be truthful about where your phone is and what you're doing. Fred, you recently notched up 250 winners. Was that something that you sort of had your eye on? Um, and you must be pretty happy to to reach that milestone. Look, um, yeah, it's, uh, thanks for um, you know alluding me to the fact. It's not something <laughs> that I'd really paid close attention to, but. Um, it's obviously a small uh, milestone, but um, yeah, look, I'm uh, quite chuffed about that. I hope your jockey manager, Mark Guest, as we all know, I hope he bought you something nice when you bought up 250, Freddie. Uh, he hasn't even mentioned that to me yet, so uh, my next phone call before, the, before I uh, head in will be to him, and I'll be seeing if he can take me to Nobos or something. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of dinner engagements, now I did give you a forewarning about this, but it's been the conversation of the week of who you would and potentially wouldn't want to have dinner with, and I've given you a heads up. So we'll start with the con- So it's for listeners uh, 0416905052 who want to buy into this. We've been running this all week, and Freddie's got a list of his three dream participants he'd love to have dinner with and probably never will. Mm-hmm. But you might even have a barred list as well, those who are never going to get through the entrance of the restaurant, Freddie. So which one do you want to give us first? The, the ones you'd love to have dinner with or the ones you'd probably run a million miles from? Probably with your tongue well, in your well, cheek uh, too. Yeah, I'll, I'll go the bar list first. I think uh, that comes to mind uh, first. Definitely Malam and Zara. You are the two terrorists. You never know where you may end up. Um, yeah, true. Something of them. So they're the bar list. Um, but look, in terms of you know, three great racing minds and jockeys that I'd love to, you know, sit down with. You know, if, if I was dreaming, it would probably be um, Lester Pickett. Um, so he'd be a wealth of knowledge. JJ Miller, he would have some excellent stories of, um, you know, landing some massive funding. The, the Wild West, you might say. Yeah, the Wild days. West there with JJ Miller. That's 
it. And um, obviously, I couldn't uh, forget. I'd say Pat Edry. Um, he's a very polished rider in his time and a trendsetter in a lot of ways. Well, Freddie... Gee, sounds like a real learning experience for Freddie. Terry Henderson organised a lunch about three, four years ago at Lamaro's where the special guest was Lester Piggott and my job was to interview Lester Piggott and it was a very difficult challenge because Freddie, yeah. Lester Piggott doesn't talk, so it was... Or didn't talk, so it was, a, it was a really tricky sort of interview, you might say, but we had Gary Willits and Brent Thompson on standby to sort of help with the conversation, but... Uh, just being in the company of Lester Piggott, I think, would be enough, wouldn't it? Look, it certainly would. It's, um, obviously, he's probably uh, the greatest writer we'll ever, ever see. And um, I think the stories, he, he ended up doing a bit of time inside. So he does some, uh, he does some pretty colourful stories. Well, there's a text that's come through here from the baker. Make sure your car doesn't get broken into today, Fred. I hope that's not a dig at Kitan. Has there been an incident recently, Freddie? No, there hasn't. There hasn't been. I tell you, these Mercedes, they have uh, oh. they got very good, very very good locks on them. So no one's getting into my car today. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> Did you just name drop that? He, he dropped it. You, you <laughs> name drop Lester Piggott, and then you just threw in the name drop on the Mercedes. There, we did that. Didn't go unnoticed, well, Freddie. Look, oh, well, well played. Look, I gotta, I as we can we can clearly see that absolutely <laughs> hey you got three rides at Kitan today Matopo for Pat Carey sorry Sailor for the Kavanaugh's and also for the Cav- uh, the Kavanaugh's uh, Baldavian goes around um, what are your thoughts on your rides today um, look Matopo he's a horse still learning his craft he obviously done a lot wrong last time out of Packham I think as long as he can settle there's no reason why um, he can't be an improver off last start um, sorry, Taylor. Obviously, I don't know too much about this runner. Um, seems to be a bit of money for it, so someone knows something that I don't. Um, I think you should see a forward enough showing from it and Beldevian. Um, he was the winner all but on the line last time out, and I think we'll be going one better today with him. Oh, mm. what odds? What odds, Hornet? $7. Oh, $7. That, that, that was will do. Very quickly, actually. <laughs> that will do. A, a, a mate of mine from Tassie's texted me, texted and said, will Freddie's after-dinner drink be of the espresso martini variety? Is that your go-to, Freddie, late in the evening? Uh, yes, I don't mind the espresso martini. Certainly gets nothing about. But if I was having dinner with Lester Pickett, I reckon it would be a nice, nice, uh, nice scotch neat and a oh. cigar with him. It would be a cigar and a neat scotch. Yeah, absolutely. Or a cognac. Uh, yes, and I'll uh, be tossing and turning all night. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, good on you, mate. He's quite a polished man, uh, Freddie. He's got the Mercedes and, uh, oh, and scotch neat. And he's a neat dresser. What are you wearing today, Freddie? Because you're always, you're always dressed to the nines. You always look the part. What are you wandering into the provincials in today? Look, I'm not going to lie, fellas. Not the greatest uh, of outfits. I've had a very long week. My manager sent me here, there, and everywhere. So, uh, just a pair of cargo pants and runners. That's it today. So, keep it, uh, you know. Oh, dress, dress for comfort. Dress yeah. for comfort. Yeah. Well, well, Matty Stewart's wearing a shirt that he bought from the Queen Vic Markets about half an hour ago, mate. So, you, <laughs> you'd probably fit right in here at RSN. Hey, uh, good lu
Uh, cheers, guys. Lovely speaking to you. Take care. Yeah, there you go. Freddie Kersley joining he, he us He can come to dinner with us. He's yeah, on the he's, list now, yeah, don't yeah, you reckon? Yep. He's made the cut. Stop. Absolutely. Him and Harry Coffey, there's there's a couple that would be I'd yeah, be more than happy to have over for two. Joy, Harry, Freddie. Yeah, our country list. We'll, we'll, That's is, a real good bloke dinner table there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A little bit of taking the mickey out of each other yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. a few in-jokes. Yeah. yeah. This is the Country Racing Show. You're with Matt Nevitt, Matt Stewart, and Nikita Ross, and one of our old favourites, Mitchell Beer, joins us now on the program to have a chat about his runners this weekend, including one in the Wangaratta Cup. Mitch, good afternoon to you. G'day, guys. What a what a terrific little ensemble you've got here for Country Racing. You would our theme this week, Mitch. We ask this of every guest we've had so far this week about is about uh, the three people you'd love to have around to dinner. I reckon you could reel off a pretty good dinner table. Who would be the top three? Picks for you. Yeah, but your challenge is they have to be within the Albury region. Oh, that's made it more challenging. <laughs> within the Albury region? Ah, uh, jeez. Um, what, just jockeys? Or Actually, make it anywhere because, you know, obviously you're struggling with local neighbours. <laughs> you live with Jet Stanley. What's Jet like? Is he good value? No, no, no. I'd, I'd go on my own if I can get a night away from Jet. <laughs> uh, Jet actually lives with me, which is... Um, you know, it's not often that you have a 19-year-old apprentice that's probably better around the house and more mature than his 34-year-old master. But um, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a great uh, great kid, Jeff, but the, he's like the Energizer Bunny. There's, there's no off button. So um, Jeff wouldn't get an invite. He'd, he'd be staying home looking after the dogs. I'll give you some, some thinking time then because you can't come up with a dinner group. Uh, How would you go with the staff member who wanted their birthday off the other day? I saw that little exchange. Do you want to recap for our for our listeners the dilemma you faced in the workplace the other day? Well, we have we have a pretty a pretty mixed bunch down there at Mitchby Racing. There's some not only new people to racing, but we get a lot of kids that are very new to the to the workforce, and it's it, it's like you can just see their whole soul crushing where uh, they're out of uni and now they're out of school and they're, and they've come to uh, come to for their first sort of full time job and. Uh, netball and birthdays and going camping on the weekend all uh, goes out the window. So I had to unfortunately break a, a young poor girl's heart and tell her that you don't just qualify for the day off because it is, is your birthday and um, it wasn't taken too well. Did she offer to maybe put in an annual leave day, Mitch, or is she a casual employee? Oh, no, I think she, she just assumed that because it was her birthday. Oh, right, <laughs> special exemption. She's thrown her under the bus publicly too. <laughs> yeah, She's yeah. sitting there thinking, poor oh, girl. she was... You'll be back at the stables, mucking out boxes, listening to this, going, oh, so I, I am working Monday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Mitch, Nikita Ross is here as well. And um, would you believe it? Well, Nikita, you can tell the story. You, you got into your first horse because of Mitch. I did. Um, obviously, uh, yeah, first venture into ownership was a, a horse with Mitch. And uh, we drove up the highway to Aubrey and... Um, and he said, oh, I should go okay. And we backed it at $20 and bolted in. Um, and we thought, how good is this? First starter, first winner. This is just too easy, this game. And as we know, I think we've all been uh, around racing long enough to know that, uh, no, that's not the case. And um, that was the one and only race she ever won. And now she's a, a riding pony, I think. Anna Barbella, her name was. So um, it was the perfect start. And then it's, yeah, it's been a little, little bit harder ever since. That would have been about 20 kilos ago for you, Mitch. Uh, that was a while ago. <laughs> Oh, we might have lost him. Hope he didn't clunk us. He might have clunked us. He's dropped us. out. Maybe he clunked us. 
I hope he doesn't climb. Well, maybe his staff member came in and gave him the <laughs> yeah, burst. Yeah, that, yeah, Well, we could speculate for days about what's happened here. Do you tend to have a bit of a think about it when it's your birthday, when you wake up and go, oh, will I or won't I? Oh, I, I thought it's... I actually quite enjoy coming to work on the birthday. You get a few pats on the back yeah. that you wouldn't get the rest of the you year. Wanna, yeah, you don't want to spend it by yourself. That's so. right. True. I've never yeah, actually, no. I've never understood people who take their birthdays off because oh. then you just spend it at home doing. Yeah. We're, we're by in yourself. your corner here, Mitch. We reckon the staff member was way out of line. <laughs> that 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 was great. It cut out just as a point where Nikita was telling how it won, and then yeah. she didn't get to to finish the story where it had another nine stars without running a drum. Yeah, we. I mentioned that. Everyone else heard that one, just not you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, Mitch, heading down the highway this weekend um, at uh, at Wangaratta, of course. Uh, perfect illusion you've got there in, in the Cup. Um, what are your thoughts? Comes out of the Narendra Cup. Yeah, he's actually coming back. Um, he's a horse that we had originally, and um, uh, he sort of lost his way a little bit, and um, we sent him over to Richard Jolly, and he won a couple of Saturday races uh, over, in, over in Adelaide, and and he's probably ended up in the same boat. So he's he, he sort of come back here to mix things up a little bit. Um, that's a pretty strong race for him, but um, it, it's a lovely, lovely race to, to go around in. And then he'll head to uh, the Adrian Ledger Memorial on Aubrey Cup Day, which isn't too far away, over, over 2,400. And what about the horse that's named after Racing.com's Dave Strelaw, the Flying Sultan there in race four, Mitchie? Yeah, he's going great. He was, um, he was really good. We took him over the Sapphire Coast Carnival and... He sort of just got run down that little bit with, with plenty of pressure on him. So um, he looks really well suited. He, he's up in the weights, but he's also got a lot of time for And if he can overcome a, a wide barrier early enough in the race, um, I, I really like the way the horse is going. Hey, just I know this is the big V, but just the Sapphire Coast always fascinated me because it's right behind Marimbula and Bega and, and all those places. And it's sort of a hidden away. Sort of, and I know you've gone over the over that way from time to time and even Richard Lemming's raced horses there is there an actual carnival at, um, at the Sapphire Coast yeah Maddie, it's, it's so underrated because it's, it's this dead set hidden gem coastal wise like it's, it's like a Byron without all the Sydney and Queensland people taking it over it's a real hidden gem and they have a two day carnival in, in February and, and I think the cup's worth 150 grand the sprint's worth 50 so it's, it's really good prize money and um, you know, Lake's entrance is sort of halfway, so it's not a, a crazy way to go from Victoria. And uh, you know, a lot of these, a lot of those country carnivals are, are pretty exposed now. There's not too many hidden gems, and um, it's one that uh, it, it goes under the radar a fair bit. Mitch, you uh, you mentioned Jet Stanley a little bit earlier, who's going really well, and another jockey that I believe you've had plenty to do with, who's absolutely flying at the moment, uh, is Teo. It must be pleasing to see him do, uh, do doing so well. Also, yeah, I, uh, he's a great kid, and, and um, uh, my sister Ash manages Teo and, and has for a long time. And um, I think you know a year or two ago he won the Chuka Cup for us, and he you know won a, a nice race on Ballarat Cup Day for us. So. Uh, he's a bit harder to get than what he was um, uh, a year or two ago. But, um, yeah, it, it's great to see these kids like Jet and my other apprentice, Fiona. And, um, you know, we, we get pretty fixated on, on horses that, that come into the stable and we have a bit to do with and getting them to their absolute maximum. But, you know, you can't really compare seeing people's careers uh, develop. I, I remember Ethan Brown, I think, rode his first city winner for me when I wasn't, hadn't been training for, for that long. And it was 
as big a thrill for each of us. And then, you know, to see someone like him go on and, and do what he's doing, like, it does start to make you feel old and you've been in it for too long. <laughs> but um, it, it's great to see because, um, you know, especially on the border here in Victoria, we've got some really, really talented young kids, both trainers and, and future jockeys that are, are going to go on and do great things. No, absolutely, Mitchie. Hey, uh, all the best over the weekend, especially with your couple at Wangaratta this weekend and in the Cup with Perfect Illusion, mate. Appreciate you jumping on for a chat. We'll have to do it more often. It's good to have you back. I'll just be quick, Maddie, because I know you'll, you'll all blow up, but if you hold off to Wagga on oh, Monday, we've we go. got a horse called Magnolia Bell. Yes. Who'll be? She won her last start and she'll be winning again. You're, you're a good man, Mitch. You what, are, odds is, what odds, Nikita? You're a very, very no, good man. Not, not, not as prepared here. He's put me under the pump. Hey, Mitch, enjoy the weekend, and good luck with all of your runners, especially Magnolia Bell on Monday. Cheers, legend. Thanks. <laughs> Mitchie Beer joining us there. Uh, he's a good man, Mitchell, and uh, Magnolia Bell, there's one for the listeners on Monday afternoon. At Wagga, what's coming up this week in country racing, Nikita? So, of course, Wangaratta Cup uh, we've got on Saturday. That's going to be a huge day. Um, if anyone is interested in heading along, um, the Edge FM Marquee is going to be the, one of the key places to be. So $150 per person, finger food, four-hour beverage package hosted by Edge FM and Sportsbet. So you can jump onto the country racing website and get your tickets for that. They've also got uh, buses running from Mawala, Benalla, um, all through Wangaratta. So there's no excuse for people around not to get there because you can uh, book a spot on the bus and um, and be dropped there and back. Um, plenty of kids' activities. Um, that's going to be a huge one. So really looking forward to the Wangaratta Cup on Saturday. We've also got uh, Alexandra picnics on Saturday and they've um, unfortunately, as we know, lost their meetings um, haven't had a, a whole heap of luck up till now. So really great to see Alexandra back and racing. So that'll be a, uh, a terrific meeting for the picnics there on Saturday. And, and then, we, we lost Dedarang last week. Was it heat related? I thought uh, it must have been. I wasn't sure. No, what... it wasn't. It was So there was an issue with the track. So, uh, mm. um, yeah, unfortunately it was deemed unsafe for the for the horses and jockey, jockeys. And as we know, that's um, priority number one. So um, the good news is for the club, though, that they did, um, they did still have a really great attendance on the day. They had a lot of people that still just went and, and kept their marquees and um, they had entertainment. They had music, they had everything basically bar the racing, which as we know, it's you know, the part that we love. But there were still people that went there, supported the club and had a fantastic day out. So I think they had over a thousand people for a race meeting that didn't actually go ahead. So, um, yeah, so something for the club, but uh, really unfortunate that, um, that it was cancelled. Country people seem better at um, adjusting to the circumstances. Like uh, I've been to a lot of country situations where the band didn't turn up or the horse races were cancelled and they just shrugged their shoulders and go, you know what, we've got a few eskies anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we've got to get on with so the job. So we just yeah. get on with the job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Have you got a what caught my eye before we wrap things uh, up? I do. Um, so my what caught my eye this week was uh, a big week for the Osbournes at Benalla. So Olivia Osborne uh, hasn't had a licence very long, obviously daughter of Russell and trained her first winner. And then her mother, um, Dr Caroline Duddy, was announced as a finalist in the Lady of Racing Award, which is going to be announced um, on International Women's Day next Wednesday. So mm-hmm. a huge week uh, for the family up there with um, with two key things happening. Yeah, so. you, you might be a lady of racing one day. I've got a long way to go, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nikita, look forward to catching up next week. It's a huge week of Country Cups next week, so yep. we'll get stuck into things uh, next Thursday on the Country Racing Show. Look forward to it. Nikita Ross with us there. She's each and every Thursday for the Country Racing Show. We need to take a break, Matthew, on Big V Racing.